NASA, Russia, women. Oh my. Stay tuned. <laughs> I'm Maria Menudos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, ESPN of TV Talk. Now, that beat still throws me off that they added at the end, yo. It's still awesome, though. It's still awesome. Welcome to the After Show for all mankind. We're covering episodes one and two tonight for the Red Moon and He Built the Saturn V. We're talking Russia beating down the American dream. Um, Werner Von, good or bad? I'm not so sure yet. And, of course, uh, women take the lead. We're also doing our news. Men be raging. You guys, I'm so excited for that one. <laughs> and our special segment, which is just totally inspiration. Um, I love it. And, of course, our top three and predictions. But before we get into it, my name is Tatiana Marisa. And my co-host, so much fun. I have a crystal. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I am fantastic. I'm excited. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be a good panel. <laughs> it is. And I have Tara. Guys, I'm here. It's me, Tara Erickson, ready to talk space. <laughs> you guys, I kind of think that we're space experts, so <laughs> watch out for our facts and knowledge. I'm just telling you. Right. But this this show was a great introduction to um, space exploration and the right. space race, and I think it's a very, very different and cool interpretation of, of what happened actually in American history, just, you know, with a really big spin. <laughs> yeah. What did you think, Crystal? What did you think of the first two episodes? You know, at first, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was a little, I was hard, it was tough. It was tough watching the first episode, but once I got into the second episode, it really started to take off. I think most new shows are kind of like that, right? It takes a little while to kind of get momentum. And thankfully, it happened within the second episode. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the show is going to bring. You know, I, it didn't have very good ratings online, um, which was surprising. Uh, Tomatoes, I think, gave it like six or seven out of ten, which I thought was really, really um, surprising. It just seems such a sophisticated show. I I would think that it would have gotten a little bit more, but we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't looked at the ratings. Like, I try to make it a point not to look at the ratings because I always feel like I don't agree with them sometimes. Right. True. So I I agree too. steer clear. Yes. Yeah. Tara, what'd you think? I loved it. Margot made it for me in right. the first episode. Uh, she's a badass woman. I'm into badass women. Women are cool. Uh, it, she really was the character that stood out to me specifically through episode one and two. Just the fact that she sets up a bedroom in her office and keeps it a complete secret. Dedication. Uh, if you just want to see how to turn your office into also a sleeping space, but a good one watch this show. Right. Like, just watch this for that, and then so you crazy. could leave it behind if you don't like it. Right. Tiny homes. I'm telling you, it's good stuff in it's, here. It's good stuff. I'm gonna take that away. That's it's so funny, because I, I literally, when I when I met you today, we just met each other today, guys. <laughs> um, I literally was like, oh, she reminds me of her. You totally remind me of her. Margo? Yeah. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> Even the accent. That is yeah. a huge compliment. Dude, I'm winning that night. That's good. That's good. <laughs> well, ladies, I really want to jump into it. Now, I'm going to be mushing episodes one and two together because there's so much 
to cover. So it's I feel like it's impossible to just break it up into one and two. So I, I'm just going to cover these topics and we'll kind of smush things into these topics. <laughs> so first of all, we have Russia beats the American dream. <sighs> so obviously we know in, in reality that this did not happen, but Russia made it to the moon first. So they won the space race and Nixon is president in 1969 and he is pissed beyond belief, right? And he wants somebody to blame. Um, and basically America is like the laughing stock of this space race. And, you know, he, he thinks that people are laughing at him and his presidency and all of that. And it, I just want to, this really sets the stage for the American dream. Okay. You have the main character who we focus on, um, for the first episode, pretty much the most is Ed and his wife. And, um, they're driving these, crazy American muscle cars. So cool. All the astronauts have them. And, you know, they're pissed because they didn't make it to the moon. And so they all race in their, you know, crazy American cars to the local pub, you know, where <laughs> they all just get wasted, you know, and it's just, and they go home to their wives and their wives are like primped and proper. And um, it's just, a, it's, it's totally the American dream realized. And they, I think that they spent a, a huge amount of time really focusing on that. What did you think, Crystal? Did you see the American dream there? Like, what what kind of place did you think it had in Oh, totally. In I was like, wow, there's a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, it just reminded me of, like, how TV used to be and, mm-hmm. like, how America used to be. So I was like, that's a little scary. But, I mean, it was cool. <laughs> you know, it did bring me back to, like, what I would have thought that the American dream would have been, which is, like you said, muscle cars, beer, Men, you know, being men and letting and having the women take care of the children and, you know, set up barbecues and, mm-hmm. and you know, have these uh, women meetings, if you want to call it that. Um, but, yeah, it just it, it was everything what you just said. And um, it didn't disappoint in that because I think that that's at least for me, if I were I was sitting there like watching and I was like. I wonder if that really was how it was back then. And I feel like it really was. Absolutely. It authentically felt that in that moment when I was watching it. So, Especially with the fact that they are astronauts. So, so many people are looking to them. Right. Because to be an astronaut, you know, is right. part of the American dream, right. I feel like. So, it, it, they really set them up where they had to be right. picture perfect. You right. know, their kids, their wives, their backyards. And their military, too. So, you right. think about that. You know, you think about military and you think about how they're like, they kind of do the bro life, right? So, they, they it felt a little bro Totally. But, you know, it set it up perfectly. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, there's some people online, somebody quoted, saying that they thought that it was, like, degrading, that they wrote this in, that the men would just go to the bar and get wasted. And I'm like, because they lost the race to the moon, and that's just reality. Um, I feel like it was really hit home. I'm like, that's probably exactly what happened, totally. even though, sure, there were writers on board. Uh, I think they stuck close to home, uh, especially in regards to, um, I think, the title of them kind of being in the bar and the motto of it was that NASA stopped taking risks, and that's why we fell behind. Um, and they could have grabbed that even from, even though we were the first ones on the moon, there may have been a point even back then where we accomplished something and stopped taking risks. I feel like there's a lot here 
that is based in reality, even though there's writers behind it. So um, I think it had a very right place for this episode. And it's interesting that you brought up that bar scene because Ed basically is drunk and pissed and he spills to the reporter that NASA has basically lost its balls, basically, and has, has lost its fire. And in doing so, he gets himself fired. Everybody's pissed at him mm-hmm. because he threw NASA underneath the bus. And I imagine that there's this brotherhood, like you were right. saying, Crystal, you know, that um, you don't go against your brotherhood, right. your right. bros Karen before said. NASA. So, um, you know, it's it, it sucks. But I really like how Karen, you know, after Ed was basically fired or moved um, either to a desk job or back to the Navy, Karen knows every detail of the different possibilities that could happen next. I mean, she broke it. I'm sure that he was thinking about it in his mind, but she broke it down. All right, well, if you go back into the Navy, then we're going to move here, and you'll probably be based here, and then you're going to take this job, and then you're going to... I mean, she had it all figured out, so I feel like she's like the real... MVP yeah. in this relationship. I was thinking about that, too, when I was watching it. I was like, that's that's probably what it used to be for them. Um, not to say it doesn't happen now, you know, but I, I feel like a good um, marriage isn't always, like, perfect per se, but mm-hmm. but maybe you're able to, to tell each other the truth about what's really going on and what's really happening. And I, I felt that, you know, that they had, like, this this bond, even though they it, they seem like like almost like two um, uh, magnets, you know, pushing against each other a lot of the times. Uh, but it was interesting to watch that, and you know, and and going back to what you said about Ed being upset and spilling the beans to you know News Weekly. I, I think what it comes down to, and we we realize later, is his 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 guilt, you know, within himself. And I think a lot of men they hold stuff in, you know, um, they're not really as vocal as us women are, right? We're like little hens. Sometimes we were like Some talking. Men. Some, right. men. <laughs> Some men. Some men. Um, but, um, but based off of that time is what I meant. Sorry. Right. Um, you know, there was this like manhood, you know, muscle cars, like you said, mm. and you know, this, this way of living um, and you don't talk about it kind of thing. But I think, um, you know, it was set up really nicely in, in the relationship between him and his wife. And, and I really liked that. It really uh, painted a picture of, of who they were. And, um, and, and then you get to see all the other uh, couples, um, married couples and seeing their dynamic. And you, you see the, the hierarchy in that too is as what was that woman's name who kind of is like okay ladies let's you know they called her the alpha I, I think it was what her name was I but wrote down in here. regards to like the the lead women in here or the wives um, there's a quote in here that they say where it's like if you choose to leave Gordo you're leaving your entire life behind mm-hmm. and that's what any woman would say to any other woman in this show that if you should choose to leave your husband you're leaving your entire life because all of the women's lives were dedicated to their husbands. So I think um, it was kind of their job to be severely detailed in regards to if life changes, they know exactly where to go, where to take the family, and what to do. Because the men were very much like, not kept on leashes, but sort of like, I'm going to go play now at work. And then the women were like, um, okay, so like, what happens if there's a disaster? I'm gonna have to deal with it. And by playing at work, you mean like flying into space. Totally. And that, cause that's play, yeah. That's playing at work, (laughs) man. That's like, that's a, Great. You're like coming up with blueprints. You're like, let's make a rocket. Let's train in G-Force. I'm going to fly a jet plane. That's playing at work. That's a blast. I'm not saying it's not hard work and you don't have to be very intelligent. 
but it's play. Right. To and me. That's a great least. observation because now that you said that, that like r- reminded me of uh, when they were telling the guy to come down and it was like, call his wife. Mm. Remember that part where mm-hmm. they were asking him to come back? Because he wasn't going to leave without his leave. fellow And so it astronaut. goes back to like the wife being, you know, the woman that's like leading, really, is <laughs> the one that's telling their, their husbands what to do. I mean, I feel like she, they, the, the wife, the astronaut wives specifically, I feel like they keep everything together. Right. You know, the men are faced with impossible jobs and honestly could die at any mission. And so they kind of have to be ready if that happens, right. you know, um, especially because their husbands were at war first. And right. so because they were at war first, they're used to this. Am I going to see my husband again? He's gone for months at a time. You know, what? Am, what is my next move in case this happens? Right. Like they kind of uh, have to hold it down by themselves in case something happens you know and that takes a really strong woman person to do that Mm -hmm. you know so I just I think that that is amazing Um, talking about holding it down we hold it down here at After Buzz TV Mm -hmm. tell us more about that Crystal you guys here at After Buzz we are so happy to be sharing our favorite shows with you but we couldn't do it without you you know because of you guys watching and tuning in and commenting and subscribing and tweeting and all the array of different things that you do for us, we are able to be here and talk about shows that we love and really just share our you know, passion, which is TV hosting and, and making content for you. So if you guys love this show, I would hope that you would subscribe. I believe the button should be below. But also, if you can give us five stars, if you find us on Spotify, you can follow us there. You can follow us on iTunes. Leave a comment. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you want to hear. And we would be happy to oblige most of it (laughs) Um, but anyways thank you so much for tuning in and we are the ESPN FTV talk and also like this video yes (laughs) there you go there you go Uh, So uh, thank you very much for that. That was awesome. And we love to hear from our viewers. So that's amazing. I really want to get into um, episode two was basically all about one man, um, the the Werner von Braun. I was Mm. like saying it four times fast so Mm -hmm. I could just say it correctly on the show. Um, Werner von Braun, who is the German engineer that uh, escalated the whole rocket business for the U.S. And um, he fled and he even mentioned that he could give the blueprints to Russia, but he didn't, and he chose um, America to give it to. And that entire episode was extremely interesting. And there's so many layers to this because, you know, they now that they, they made it on the moon after the Russians, but now they're like, it's not about who makes it first. It's just that we make it, right? And so even with that the crash happened... Um, with Neil Armstrong and, and, and Buzz Aldrin, they still made it and everybody was good and we were successful. The, we, yes, the U.S. was successful. <laughs> um, but then it's then it turns into, okay, now we want to turn the moon into a military base, right? And now this is a race to see who can build a military base the quickest on the moon. And Werner von Braun is totally against that. And he's like, you guys, I've been through this before. Um, he didn't mention that his his weapons of mass destruction killed thousands of people. Neglected to mention that, but he did say, I, you know, I don't want to do this. And basically Nixon was like, you don't say no to the president. Right. You know, and who does he think he is? Let's get rid of him. And we have to be creative. So now they set up this entire, uh, you know, all these hearings, which is where Ed comes in. And they say, hey, you were demoted. 
right? Because you spilled all the beans and you said all the stuff. And, and so why don't we bring you in and, and you can tell us exactly whose mm-hmm. fault it is, right? right? What did you think about the courtroom scene with Ed that was supposed to go in favor of, of, of nixing Bernard von Braun? I felt like Ed had a 90% chance in his head that should he tell the story that he chose to tell, he knew it would be difficult, but he would still have, even if it's a 1.5% chance at going to the moon. And that's all that Ed wants. Even if it takes 20 years, he knew that that hearing would be his pathway to still be able to get back into NASA's good graces one way or the other. Even if it was more for the president, it's like, well, the president doesn't really put you in space if the director of NASA is not on board with you. So I think he made a smart decision, even though it really was uh, shocking. Totally shocking. Mm -hmm. So you thought that he made the decision knowing that he would probably go into space again? I think that he thought that there was a 1.5% chance and he was willing to take that chance because that is literally all Ed cares about. Yeah. I mean, and maybe his wife and his kid. That's like a maybe. His career, his love is being in space Mm -hmm. and wanting to go to the moon. And that's just where your heart lies. And I think he's willing to take that risk, even if it's a low one. See, I thought that he basically give up, gave up all hope mm-hmm. of going to the moon, and that's why he was so honest. He felt defeated. Yeah, because I, I see that. He, if he was going to go to the moon again, then he would do what the president wanted, which was to blame everything on um, Werner, Werner von Braun. Right. Um, but he took the high road. Essentially, Yeah, I think his wife played a big part in that because you see that he looks at her, you know, right before. And before they go into the courtroom, we see them at home having a conversation about it. And I think they really, um, she keeps him grounded and she, she reminds him of who he is. And I think that in that moment, he had to make that decision. I think she left it up to him probably, right? Saying, you know, it's up to you, but... This is the path, like you said, giving him, like, you know, which road do you follow? And if you do choose that road, be prepared to, you know, deal with the repercussions of that. He had already messed up, and he had already pissed off uh, Deke. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think he was going to do that. I didn't think he was going to go and snitch on... um, Von... Von... Von Braun. Von... Von Von Braun. Um, But I think, you know... Yeah, of course, in the back of his mind, I'm sure he thought, you know what... I'm losing either way because I think he would have, if he had if he had snitched on him and and made it about uh, Von Braun being the bad guy, then I feel like Deke would have probably still not brought him in. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't speak the truth, then it was like he was cheating himself. And so I think he had no choice but to kind of find a middle ground, which he did. He kind of played the politician in this mm-hmm. because he gives a story about uh, Van Braun telling him not to do it, but then he says. I could have done it. So he's saying, I was told not to do it, but I could have done it, and I chose not to do it. But if you think about it, when you're commanded to do something and you're in the military, like, you're supposed to follow what your command tells you. So I think he won in this, you know, and I think he knew that he could win in this. Absolutely. Um, And so, uh, you know, it was his, it was like a gamble, but it was a really good one. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really liked it. I, I really was happy with, with the choice that he made. Me too. Um, I wasn't expecting that. It was very, like, um, American hero type. Right, right. And it was, it was, it was refreshing. It was. Very... To see, especially mm-hmm. because of all the politics involved. Right. And, um, you know, he didn't realize that Nixon was trying to get rid of Von Braun. 
um, and and because that's the underlying thing, right? So since that didn't take um, Congressman Sandman, <laughs> right, 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 Congressman Sandman um, brings Von Braun to to speak, Paper and clip. yeah, and Von Braun, so, you know. I like mm-hmm. fell in love with his speech. Mm-hmm. I was like, I am. For I wrote it down. You. Yeah, I wrote it down. Amazing. And I was like, Yeah, I believe in what you want for the moon, and you know, reaching the stars. And you know, I was totally caught up in it. And then they bring up his past. So it turns out that he was part of the Nazi crew, mm. and um, that he made mass weapons of destruction and killed a bunch of people in Europe, and that uh, concentration camps were actually building his weapons and because they're concentration camps, you know, nobody's fed, everybody is neglected. They all died building his weapons. And so this horrible truth is brought out and I feel like they just pounded it even more so because they brought visuals and, 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 you know, just made it hit really hard and he had nothing to say for it. So what do you guys think? Because he he has a discussion later with Margot about whether or not he knew that this was actually going on. And he basically said, life is hard decisions, you know? Um, And if I stood up for what was right, I wouldn't be alive today and my creations would have never lived. What do you guys think about life? Do you think it's a good sacrifice? What, like... Is he is he a, is he evil now? Because he now he's evil in the eyes of America, and they basically just discarded him after he helped us get to the moon. I think it plays into what Ed did, right? Ed he admitted to his wrongs, and and I think that if he had maybe admitted to his wrongs, I don't think they would have instated him, but there would have been a little bit more respect. Um, so. It was such a hard thing to watch, honestly. I'm still so torn because it's like, yes, he did bring this amazing thing. So what does that say about America now? Should we just wipe out everything that he taught us? Because now we are a product of whatever he learned. In, you know, now we're a part of this. Mm-hmm. So we're saying, like, it's all good, too, by just, like, keeping all his information. Like, but we, we wouldn't have gotten it had he not done what he did. We look like the hero now, though, right? right. Because we exposed his skeletons right. and then did away with him. Because mm-hmm. we don't associate with that. Isn't that American? All right. All right. But it's difficult because you have to take in his context. When people are young, they make decisions in right. regards to I am young and mm-hmm. I'm uh, surrounded by a bunch of Nazis. It's really difficult if you were or right. I or anyone in right. this room was 16 would be like, excuse me, I'm not going to build rockets for you anymore <laughs> and I'm just going to go home now that the 3,000 Nazis surrounding you would probably kill you on the spot. The context is super important. I understand that was difficult for him back then. It's an actual impossible task to try to employ that type of knowledge to a 16-year-old to figure out how to get out of a situation building rockets for Nazis. Right. Maybe if he was older, I'd be like, all right, man, like, you're, you're you're no good. He did know what was going on, but again, he was so young. I can't, I really can't blame him. And then pulling up the picture, he looks young. It's just like, dude, there's context to everything. And uh, it's important to view that. Right. Totally. I, and it's I not agree. so black and white, you know, right. like like she said. And, and it's hard, too, because you you know that he's a good man. He's a good man. I, f- 
I feel like he is. He he is. I mean, his character, from what I've seen, he is a he very is. good man. But in his words, progress is never free. There's always a cost. Mm-hmm. And those words that he left Margo, Margo were piercing. Right. But there's there's not. I mean, the the... The him giving Margot a ruler. She became the very first woman in mission control. That mm-hmm. happened before this trial. Mm-hmm. He's basically a fill in father for Margot. That was an emotional moment. You realize their relationship. And then after this, um, there's a confrontation because this fill in father, she didn't know his background that he worked for Nazis. And uh, progress does come at a price, meaning Margot has to sleep at the office in and out. She can't go home and sleep at home like the other dudes because. If she does, she's not going to have a one-up or even an opportunity to beat them at their own job because she is simply a woman. Mm -hmm. So progress does not come without a price in any regard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. Hard things. It's hard. It's hard. It really, got, it really got me thinking yeah. a lot because it's true, like what he was saying. Um, but at the same time, it's like it's so wrong, mm-hmm. you know. But then, like, like he said, he's like, I would have been dead if I didn't do what they asked me to. So it was like, he chose his life. Does that make him a bad man? Mm-hmm. I like how Margot was like. <laughs> you w- you don't know that you would have been alive. Right. I'm right. sure, like any normal person would be like. I'm sorry. Have you met a Nazi? Right. <laughs> Did you meet Adolf Hitler? Right. right. Because right. I'm pretty sure you weren't even alive. So, and I was there. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So it's it's very interesting. Um, talking about Margot, I really want to step into uh, women taking the lead Ooh. in this because this seems to be what this is very focused around that I love, and I want to start with Margot because she is the first woman t- um, to get into Fido. And to be, like, in the bullpit. And she really knows her stuff. And I think she's really proven herself. And and um, so that is, like, a huge leap for for women to be there. And the men, you know, they give her a hard time. And, you know, I don't, I don't think that they have, even though they played that joke on her and they were like, oh, they do it to everybody, I don't think that they have fully accepted that a woman is working alongside them, you know, which sucks. Um, and I then, think it's just because she's better at the job than they are. It's because she corrected that dude. dude yeah, yeah. who yeah. couldn't figure it out after like was... 15 long minutes yeah, and Margo was... knew the answer the entire time. I mean, he was sweating bullets. But what really hit me is when she went into the interview for that position with Gene, her boss, and and he's like, you know, what do you do for fun? Like, what do you do to loosen up or whatever? And she's like, uh, uh, uh. And he's like, no, no, I just want to make sure, you know, you're not going to run off and start a family, are you? And I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. And then, and she's like, oh no, I mean, because she's passionate about her work, and and that's amazing. And I'm sure she hasn't even thought about kids yet, you know. And she's like, oh no, I don't know. And he goes, it's okay. Not not every woman is cut out to be a mother. I want to smack him. Right? Like I would be like, I don't <laughs> even want the job. Like, yeah, it's that's so incredibly insulting, you know. And I think it's just a glimpse into at that time. The, the, the kind of uh, placement that women were supposed to fit into. And if you didn't fit into that placement, then you weren't acceptable to be a mother or have children. Right. If you had an opinion of your own, if you wanted to work, if you had a passion in life, you could forget about it. Especially in NASA. 
That's so crazy. So you know? could you imagine all the stuff that she went through to get to that position? You know what I mean? Like the hard work, sweat and tears. I mean, she, like you were saying, she has her, her bedroom in her office and mm-hmm. she's hiding it. Um, she truly is an inspiration. And I know that you said that you were inspired by her. But I really, really could just feel like this power, you know, watching her. Because I realized, like, how far we've come. Mm. And... Um, you know, we are truly lucky to be living, you know, in this day and age because even though there's still a lot of progress that needs to be made, I mean, wow, I couldn't imagine being her in that place with all those men and her still holding her ground mm-hmm. and just saying, no, this is what I want to do. And I came from Alabama and all I knew were these stories. And those stories are what brought me here. You know, that's someone with a dream, but not just a dream, she really put into action and. Oh, I don't know how she does it. She's proven herself. Mm-hmm. Wholly and completely. Oh, yeah. And with that, being in her position, then we witness the first woman on the moon is a Russian woman. Um, what was her name again? It was Anastasia Belikova mm-hmm. uh, was put into space. And that was a total... I didn't even see that coming when they were on the moon. And she lifted up the visor. And I was like, <laughs> Like, you know, that's awesome. So there's Russia again beating us. It's okay. It's part of it. It's part of it's part of it. It's part of the story, right? Um, but it's leaps and bounds, you know, ahead of the US. I mean, they just got their first woman um on on the, the on Fido, and then here is Russia is like sending a woman into space. So I just think that's amazing. But also who sees that is Alita. Now we are introduced to Alita because her fam- she lost her mother. And um, then they they uh, migrate to the U.S. And I feel like she is thrusted into this culture. You know, this poor girl has gone through so much. And her father only wants her to speak English. You know, so she's totally immersed um, in this. And he's trying, I feel like he's trying so hard to get her into this culture. And she just doesn't want to, you know, understandably it's a lot to adjust to. What did you think, Tara, about her adjustment, especially with her obsession with the fire, starting the fires? And Yeah, I felt like that was really interesting because they didn't really need to show um, the way that she was having a difficult time through family or who she's living with or even showing her going to school or even out in the world. They really just did a simple thing of she wants to be in the fire is eventually what we find out. She's having issues with just just letting a uh, you know a match burn and her burning herself, catching things on fire because she wants to live inside of it. All that does is shows us a really sweet metaphor in regards to her emotions. She's in a lot of pain. She lost her mom. She's in a country where she's not comfortable. She doesn't know a lot of people. Most people don't speak her language. Um, it's an uncomfortable place, especially for a preteen. Uh, I couldn't imagine with the hormones combined with having a dead mom also being surrounded by people you don't know, um, I might want to live in a fire too. So there's that, but (laughs) it picks up here uh, because I found it very inspiring that the dad tied it into, well, let's go take a look at a rocket because what airs this rocket is gas and fuel and a lot of fire. And um, if that is something that interests you and you want to live within it, then you can actually make that happen in a way that will help the rest of the world and that your mother would be very connected to as well. Mm -hmm. He totally channeled, like, fueled that 
passion and energy that she had for fire and what could have been a really depressing state that she could have stayed in and and put it in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, I, sorry, um, I was going to say it. what you were saying. Um, he was he was mopping the hallway, and remember, he looks at the picture of you know the spaceship going up, and you see all the smoke and the fire. And so, I love how they like the show uses different things to connect it back to you know, maybe something they're going to talk about later. Um, I really love that about this show Mm because a lot of um, good shows, I feel like, will do that symbolism. And um, there's a lot of symbolism throughout this entire uh, two episodes. And representation matters. Because right when she's going through all of this, then that's when the first woman is put on the moon. And so she sees that it is possible for her as well. You know, this is something that she can achieve. And my favorite, I think it was my favorite part of the entire episode of episode two was after they put the woman on the moon um karen is watching and she's like no like she shakes her head like this is impossible because she's so used to order this is women's place this is where i know i am this is where i'm comfortable this is how it's supposed to be and then you have um who tracy um, who who got cheated on, who basically knows that her husband is cheating on her, but is convinced to stay with him. And she's like, yeah, like totally into yeah. it, totally into it. So it's funny to see the two different reactions that we get from wives that are both wives of astronauts and in the same like mom club, you know, uh, <laughs> astronaut mom club, you know, where you're supposed to be like, you know, yeah. Stepford wife. Um, so I thought that was like my favorite thing to see my favorite thing to see. So with that, I know we're talking a lot about it and we just like zoom past it and there's still so much I want to say, but we can't. There's a lot. (laughs) There's so much, but I want to go into our special segment. We have a very fun special segment on our hero's journey. Oh, I love it. That's perfect. Nice. (laughs) I love that. So basically, you guys, um, the special segment is based off of something inspirational. Um, You know, unfortunately, you know, it's sad that uh, Von Braun's ended up doing what he did. But I really liked what he said, so I'm going to read it anyways. It was a quote um, that he said. It's it's kind of long, actually. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) We cannot allow fear to drive us from our purpose. What we are seeking is key to our future, and we are expanding the mind of man, extending this God-given brain and these God-given hands to their outermost limits, and in doing so, everyone will reap the harvest. And then, of course, Sandman, the Sandman, came along and said, you know, your leadership created a culture of caution. He said, yes, of course, we we were more cautious, um, lives were lost, we test, we retest, and we prepare. Because unlike the Soviets, we care about the lives of our astronauts. You must understand, oh, you must understand, Congressman, that this is not the end of the race. It's simply the first stage. We must keep our eyes to the future, as Mr. Armstrong so amply put it. We pick ourselves up and we go back to work. And the reason why I really like this, because I feel like this pertains to us, you know, being here in L.A. and, And I think anybody, really, working towards their dreams and their goals. And I think it just... It really hit home for me because I feel like you can't allow your your fear to prevent you from doing the things you want to do. And with a show like this, you know, you could um, change people's lives. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Pick yourself was. up. Get back to work. That's right. Yeah, that was inspiration. Just don't light things on fire. <laughs> <laughs> or, you know, do. I mean, do, yeah. one. Just get inside. <laughs> do it safely. Protect get a safely. fireplace or a better barbecue. Have... <laughs> better have marshmallows. Marshmallows, <laughs> s'mores. I like it all. Um, so next, we'll be, why don't you tell us about our... I'm really excited oh, to hear about this news. Oh, let's do this. News oh, and gossip, wait. babies. <laughs> Men be raging. <laughs> They're so angry. First off, guys, I took a little gander at the IMDb and boy, oh boy, was it lit. Mostly with a one star out of ten, says Adober. Waste of time again just a hate crime against men. A propaganda show against the men that made this country. Wow. Okay, next. Social messages with a side of space. So this guy gives it 3 out of 10. He says, if you want to see a space exploration-themed social study, then this is your show. I watched the first two episodes, but by the end of the second, the propaganda was clear. Men are bad, even Nazis, and the space race should have been about women. No thanks. Okay, (laughs) if you say men are bad and then follow it up with even Nazis, you're on the wrong side of the argument. Nazis, they were pretty bad. Okay, now next. Surprise they didn't change the title to Womankind. Getting real tired of this type of woman-strong media being constantly turned out as a sickening pace in this current climate. It's getting really ridiculous. Now, okay, here's the deal. Now, uh, if there have been 560 people in space, only 65 women. Okay, all the all-women spacewalk happened on... October 10th, 2019, and that was the first time that women outnumbered men, so I think that the word you were looking for is more like progress, not ridiculous, because we're kind of now in 2019 just getting back to maybe possibly teetering back to where there's a balance between men and women, especially in regards to space, so uh, maybe not ridiculous. Um, So I asked somebody, uh, she is... Laura Seward Forsick, which she thought about this. She's the founder of Astrolytical. She's a space professional, a scientist, um, and she's a future astronaut. And here's what she had to say. She said that this viewpoint still haunts space programs around the world, including within NASA. Women are still other when it comes to current spacesuits. Just a heads up, the spacewalk took longer because they didn't have any medium suits on hand because all of the suits are built for men. So they had to specifically ask people to get on top of it and build spacesuits that were made for the two women who were going to go on the spacewalk. That happened October 10th, as I said. Space hardware and tool design, medical studies, and leadership for all mankind is striving to change the view that space is male. So uh, I totally agree with that. Good words there, Laura. Um, And also, a study showed that women are actually better suited for space because they're smaller and lighter and consume fewer resources. So (laughs) if we had sent up women first, also they handle stress better, we would have gotten there faster, stayed longer, and it would have been chill AF. So take that, haters, and we'll see you on the next segment. I love it. That's my favorite favorite yeah. one. Thank you, Tara. Yes, I can always welcome. count on you to be super real <coughs> and genuine and right. bring in the knowledge. I appreciate that. Um, I want to get into our top three space movies. Yeah. <coughs> All right. Top three. We have Contact. 
Yes, that contact. was yours, Crystal. Yes, contact is a good one. Apollo thirteen, Tara. Yeah, baby, superb cast. Ron Howard, right? Ron Howard can't go Jody wrong. Jodie Foster in the contact, right? Lady, mm-hmm. that was so good. And then The Martian was mine. I love that movie. First, I forgot that I saw it, but then somebody jogged my memory, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that is really good." <laughs> um, uh, let's talk about predictions. What do you think? I know we saw a snippet of um, what was going to happen in the next episode. What Your do you guys after think? Buzz TV <laughs> predictions. <laughs> yes. What do you guys think is is going to happen next, Tara? I can't say anything because I already watched the next oh, episode. Snap. Okay, no spoilers. Duh. No spoilers. I haven't watched it. Okay, I haven't, I haven't it. either, but I might have accidentally read an article. <laughs> at the end of it, it decided to tell. It was talking about the two first episodes and somehow spilled into mm. the third. So I can't, I can't give you a real right. honest uh, prediction. I mean, so my my me. one honest that that like not even based on the next episode. In watching the second one, I was like, oh man, I, I hope they send like try to send three women to the moon now mm-hmm. because the U.S. is constantly trying to catch up. And I, my assumption. Uh, was that the next episode is just like I don't know, get women up there, whoever it is, just just throw them up there. Let's get them up. We gotta, we get time's ticking. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, you'll see, we'll see. I thought all of the wives were going to to flip flop, and I thought all the wives were going to be like, I'm going to be an astronaut, and then all the men would have to be home and like. Ooh. You know, okay. deal with it. But I think just from watching that snippet um, mm-hmm. of what's coming next in episode three, we see that one of the wives is actually like. F you, I'm going to be an astronaut. And that's the wife that was cheated on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's going to be interesting. But there's definitely going to be some women going in space, some U.S. women going in space. So I think my prediction is we're going to see the hardships that they go through um, training to training to do this, right. to see what kind of band they raggle together, you know, to see the women that go into space. So all in all, guys, this is an amazing show. Um, lots it's of space drama. Lots of space <laughs> drama. I love it. It's a, it's a it's a fresh spin. I don't think right. anybody has done women in women in space like you know historically speaking. You know they've done different scenarios about aliens and stuff like that. But this is the space race. You know, and I, and I really like it. I really think it's a great fresh perspective. Let's just hope that the they don't bring in uh, that woman. <laughs> you remember that woman that was on the news that uh, she? I guess she was. Someone who had gone to space or was going to go to space, and she wore the diaper. She went driving across the United States of America. What? How did I miss this? Oh, you no. I I think I missed it. <laughs> oh, this is a true story. What? This happened oh. maybe within the past like five years. Okay, got it. Wait, you need to take that article. Bring it next <laughs> I'll time. Bring it next time. Yeah, so yes, we I can will. talk about definitely. it. Definitely, because that is something that I would definitely have to hear about. I don't remember. Oh yeah, she went to. She went crazy. Yeah. yeah. If you guys know about it, let us know. If, if I'm <laughs> the only one in that's the in the comments. dark. <laughs> yeah, leave it in the comments. Let us know. That's what it is. <laughs> so, anyways, thank you guys so much for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV. We will catch you next time we're going to be covering two more episodes until then we will catch you later our founder kevin undergaro and me maria benudos would like to thank you for tuning in to after buzz tv remember we're not just the first we're the biggest in the world and we're the only destination for all your favorite tv shows whatever you crave we've got it so go to afterbuzztv.com and check out our lineup buzz see you later Express herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.